Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Jessica Hansen. Jessica is an efficiency expert and productivity professional, turning chaos into order and creating resilience in life and business. She knows a thing or two about balance as a mother of four kids, 20 chickens, and two dogs. In her free time, you'll find her in the garden or the forest, reading books, taking classes, or volunteering in the community. She's passionate about helping women succeed with their individual dreams and giving efficient strategy to their business and saving them time and money. Her book will be published mid-year 2018. I'm so excited to have Jessica on the podcast today to talk about creating time freedom in your business. So let's dive right in. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat more about automation with you. So before we dive into this episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just kind of how you got started doing it all. Oh, sure. So my name is Jessica Hansen, and I am found online under the Systems Magician because I love systems and processes and helping other business owners to really be able to set their business up to run as efficiently as possible. So that's really my passion um, and helping others and supporting their businesses is really near and dear to my heart. So that's what I do. <laughs> when did you get and started with your business? I got started, um, let's see, it was a couple of years ago, but I've always sort of done computer programming. So I actually <laughs> started programming the first time when I was about 12 years old. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's really fun for me to find new things and figure out how to customize them. And I love staying up to date on all of the new technology that's coming out. Um, There's always a better way coming. So (laughs) as soon as we figure it out, we get to relearn everything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. I'm like, oh, I just learned this new system. All right, here's a brand new one that has even more teachers. Time to learn that. (laughs) Right. Oh, but I'm in a contract. So... (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's always going to be something bigger and better coming. So we just kind of need to go with the flow, but yeah. Um, so on the topic of automation, so what is automation and why is it beneficial for us as business owners? Like what can it help us achieve? Automation can do just about anything for you. It really depends on what your business is actually doing. And I mean, you can start at the bottom and say you need an email autoresponder, right? And that would be like the most common automation that people know and have in their business is making sure that they have a way to stay in contact with their email list. And so when someone subscribes, then they automatically get put on their list and they automatically receive whatever the sequence of emails is that they have set up. And that's the most simple version of automation, but it grows from there. You can automate anything from scheduling appointments in your calendar to launching an entire um, sales campaign of your product. So you can do everything up front and then sit back and just watch. So it actually takes your hands off a lot of what most people would consider the busy work of their business. 
And it also actually helps keep your business um, more stable because you don't have as many errors by data entry mistakes. And you're not paying someone else to do it for you. So it's like a win, win, win. Yeah. And the good thing about automation is like once you set up that one time, it's going to continue to do it. So it does take a little time up front to get everything in place. But once it is implemented, you are pretty much good to go unless you want to make any changes to your emails or tweaks and things like that. That's very true. And if you are using automation for a product launch, if you take the time to set it up right the first time, a most software will allow you to gen then just duplicate that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so for your next product launch, you don't even have to put in as much time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I've been working with recently because I was relaunching a product and basically I just tweaked the emails that, um, you know, didn't have as high open rates or things like that and just made them a little more in depth and just better so that, you know, in turn to get higher open rates, but it wasn't like an extremely crazy process because I wasn't writing all the sales email and all the sales copy and all this stuff. I was just making little minor tweaks to make it better. Right. And in a case of someone like you or I that does a lot of digital products, you can consider the delivery of your products is an automation too, because you should have, hopefully you have a shopping cart that will automatically deliver the product to the buyer. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. It's just, it's basically (laughs) not our whole lives are automated, but quite a bit of our business is automated. And it really helps, especially if you're a solo business owner, because you're not trying to see, oh, someone still purchased this thing. Hold on, let me take time on my day to go send it to them because it's automatically happening. And if it right. fails, then, you know, that's on that sending server, but like that's probably not going to happen. So it's just one of those things. It takes a little bit of extra things off your plate for someone who already is doing all the things. Yes, and that's what we do, right? All the things. Yeah, especially um, a solo business owners. Yeah, <laughs> so my basic criteria for automation, you know, when you're sitting down and trying to decide exactly what it is you want or need to automate is anything that you find yourself doing more than once. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that's, that's a great criteria. And that's, that can be a lot of tasks that can be accounting, that can be social media scheduling, that can be anything almost. Right. Client onboarding, things like that. There's a lot of things that you do multiple times and using those, getting those systems and processes in place is so important because I know when I first started my business, I had no idea. I was just like, I was doing everything on the fly. Like, oh, I, okay, let me, let me schedule this client call because this client reached out to me, but it wasn't like automatic. Now I have a system called Dipsado that I use and whenever they email me, you know, they get sent an automatic email like, hey, thanks for reaching out. If you want to book a discovery call so we can chat more about what you're looking for, do that. I don't even have to worry about sending those emails anymore. If they're inquiring about more information, it automatically sends that. So it's just like nice to not have to worry about that anymore because I was doing everything manually before and it was such a pain. Yes, yes. And even some things when it's sort of like a one-off request that you find, you know, people are asking you to do something for them, you know, in a similar way, you don't even actually have to use a um, system of an actual autoresponder, even just creating a form email template that you Mm -hmm. can quickly cut and paste is like, sort of a first step in your automation. (laughs) If you don't have the the means to actually subscribe to a service like Dubsado. Um, 
And you can use that then in your personal email as well, where it's not actually going onto your email list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know Gmail actually has like a place where you can do canned responses. And when you get that yes. email, instead of actually like it's sending automatically, you just, you know, pick that canned response that works with whatever they're asking. So you're, it's still, it's not automatic, but it's still saving you a couple of seconds because you don't have to type out the reply. Right. Is that one of the plugins? I can't remember what it's called. <sighs> yes. And I can't either. There's tons of, <laughs> I know I have boomerang, which is really cool too. So I don't look like a freak sending emails at like midnight <laughs> in the morning, even though if the thought came to my mind at midnight, I'm like, okay, like, I don't want to look like a crazy person. I don't want people to think I'm working at midnight because they shouldn't know that. <laughs> but I would, I would send over stuff and schedule it for the morning so that it's not, um, you know, interrupting my time and it's, you know, it's still going out at the right time. And there's also um, a thing where you can also boomerang it back to you. So if you don't get a response from someone and you, you know, you don't want to remember to follow up, it'll send you an email and like bring it back to the top of your inbox. So you can do that too. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't use um, Gmail for my, I mean, I use Gmail for my personal email, but I don't use it for my business. So I don't have all the plugins memorized. So it's always great to learn and hear about a new one yeah. or one that people are using and find, you know, things that people find useful. Yeah. It's always good to share. Those free things that save a little bit of time and then it saves you money too, because you don't have to pay for, you know, if you don't need anything super robust, you can just use those plugins versus, you know, an actual email responder, which can be a little more pricey. So. Right. And actually, you know, there's really a lot of value in using the free systems that don't do as much as the paid ones. And let me explain, because when you sit down to do those um, free systems, they do small pieces and you actually are forced to decide what is your actual process. Mm -hmm. And so by the time you're ready to actually pay for a subscription service, you already know what to go in and program in your workflow. Yeah, and it, that also saves you time because you you know you're used to doing what it like what the free program didn't do. So you're just like, all right, I need this done because this wasn't done before, and you know it's been costing me time. Right. So even if you're not at the point of being able to subscribe to things utilize the free things and see what they can do because you actually can learn a whole lot about your own process and where you're wasting time and effort by trying to force the free things to do what you want them to do. <laughs> exactly. And it can also help you prioritize what you should purchase first. Like if it's something that's like, okay, this takes way too long. I need to purchase something that's more robust that can help me with this. And I'll still deal with this one for free for now, but this one is what's really a time suck. Right, exactly. Yeah. So and, what? Sorry, continue. Oh no, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna ask you another question. Oh sure, go ahead. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite ways that you automate your business? Like, what is your top three to five things that I'm like if you couldn't live without in terms of automation? So for me, I could not live without my scheduler anymore. And again, there's a ton of free schedulers out there or free trials or free versions of the schedulers. I happen to use Calendly. Okay. Lots of people use Acuity. They're pretty equal in functionality. So whichever interface you like better, go with it. <laughs> I'm not going to recommend one or th over the other. I think they're even 
priced about the same anymore. Uh-huh. So um, I cannot live without that because now when somebody's like, hey, can we get on a call? I'm like, yeah, here's my scheduling link. And I no longer have to go and do the back and forth of how about this day? Oh, no, how about this time? No, you know, but and you still occasionally get someone that can't meet on the times that you have available and you mm-hmm. need to go outside of that. And but that's so much more rare when you just say, look, this is my availability. Yeah, for sure. So that is good. It's a really good tool for me too. Yeah, that's my number one. And um, so another one that I can't live without is definitely my email system. Mm -hmm. I happen to use ConvertKit. If you're not tech savvy, MailChimp is a great alternative. They're starting to catch up to the functionality of ConvertKit. Excuse me, ConvertKit, but the functionality and the look and feel are just a little bit different. So anyway, make decisions based on your level of technology comfort and definitely ask an expert if you don't know which one to choose. So um, reach out if you need help deciding and I'll tell you because it's specific. But Mm -hmm. anyway, I totally need that autoresponder to manage my email list and send out my free downloads and to manage my launches, all of it. Like I can't live without that. <laughs> yeah, same. I use ConvertKit too. And it's, 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 it's great. I actually work for them as I am on their support team as well. So, uh, Oh, awesome. <laughs> I started using it beforehand. Um, and then I ended up working for them too. And you know, it's really cool to see both sides of the company because they really are, you know, wanting to help bloggers be better and business owners be better. So it's just nice to see both sides. Cause you know, when you're not on the other side, it's kind of hard to sympathize with the company sometimes. So it's just, it's cool to see that like they're really trying to make their customers happy and that's like the number one priority. So. Yeah, definitely. And they, they're always changing, you know, both um, MailChimp and ConvertKit you know, they both always change and they're both trying to like stay competitive with each other. Yeah. And so that's why I, you know, I say they're both good. Um, some people will argue one way or another, but for me, the main criteria is what are you going to be able to use as the business owner mm-hmm. and what can you pick up and intuitively understand? So that's my more important decision than what is the actual email deliverability factor? You know, I mean, you yeah. can get in, you can get lost in all the details when you're comparing software, but to be honest, it, you have to go with what you're comfortable with, even if it's not like the absolute top rated highest value option. Yeah. Cause even because even you're not going to use it if you don't know how to use it you know you're not gonna exactly go you're it. gonna be throwing away your money you're gonna be throwing away your time you're gonna get frustrated and overwhelmed and it's basically you're gonna throw everything away that your whole business is gonna go away because you just got frustrated and you yeah. just want to put it yeah. down so you know always think about that kind of thing when you're looking at automating stuff unless you're hiring all of the setup out and they're gonna tell you how to do what you need to do in it you don't want to invest in any software that you don't understand. Yeah. Like if you don't feel like you're tech savvy enough to understand it, there's no point in investing unless you're going to have someone else set up for you because you're going to get annoyed with it. You're not going to use it. You're going to end up, you know, wasting money and time because you're going to sit there for a few months and be like, oh, wow, I haven't even set this up and I've been paying X amount of dollars each month without having it even working. 
and then you're yes. on a new system and you just, you know, you wasted two to three months of your time um, that didn't need to be wasted. So, Right. And a lot of these um, systems and softwares have sort of like a 30 day money back guarantee that if you find it's not working for you, then they'll refund, mm-hmm. especially if you paid up front for the whole year subscription. Right. Yeah. But if you wait two to three months to decide it's not working for you, guess what? <laughs> They're probably not. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some companies will be a little more generous than others, but you know, at that point it's like, well, what, why have you been sitting on it for a few months? Like, why didn't you try to cancel sooner? You know? Right. You knew right away that it was over your head. Why didn't you reach out for help? You know, most of them have a support team that will help you. And, you know, they're like, we tried. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like, we really, at ConvertKit at least, we really strive to help people. And there's a lot of new people that sign up with a free trial because they do webinars and stuff like that. And, you know, they're really excited to dive in. And we try our best to assist them with, like, sending over the right articles or referring them to the ConvertKit experts. Um, So we try our best to like retain those people, but you know, it's still not always going to work out because maybe they don't want to pay for the setup or, you know, they just can't figure out how to do it themselves. So they're, you know, they end up canceling and that's, I mean, it's okay. There's, there's going to be turnover for those free trials, but um, yeah, just going into it, knowing that there might be a learning curve or picking a system that there probably isn't a learning curve is going to be what you need to do. Right, right. And just know that just, and be okay with it if you don't understand something right away. You know, the help documentation for all of the software is getting so much more user-friendly as time is moving forward. Yeah. Um, it used to be really hard to go in and understand what they were even saying. Um, you know, even five years ago, it was hard. But yeah. now, There's when you look at, oh, yeah step of the way and I think the videos are what help a lot of people because just reading words on a page isn't always going to translate for everyone so seeing the step-by-step thing is so much more helpful especially if there's like a language barrier or something because I know not all of our customers are English speaking so you know having the walkthrough helps them because even if they're not properly understanding the speaking portion of things they're understanding you know where to go on their dashboard right definitely yeah. Um, let's see. So that was my second one. Or was that? No, that was my second one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. My third thing for automating that I cannot live without. I would have to say, hmm, this one gets a little bit harder. But my third thing probably has to be Zapier. And if you're not familiar with Zapier, it's a it's another, I guess you could call it software, but it's a connector. There's another service called If This Then That, IFTTT. Oh, yeah. That's sort of similar that a lot of people are familiar with. But don't dive into these systems if you're not tech savvy. Hire it out because <laughs> you'll get lost. But yeah. the point of these systems are if something in one software happens – then it goes to another software and does something else. Yeah. And so it's connecting a bunch of different softwares together that don't connect easily unless you are a programmer by trade. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I say that because you can write all of your own coding and get most things to talk back and forth. But if you're not a serious coder, then that becomes impossible. For sure. And some of them have like integrations already that you don't need to use Zapier for. But yes, um, a lot of things like don't have that direct integration. So that's kind of where Zapier comes in because it's like, okay, well, these don't already talk to each other. So we're going to make them talk to each other and perform those actions that you need performed. Right. So the most confusing thing is trying to figure out what is the trigger (laughs) (laughs) and how can I make it just so simple that the computer can look at it and do it for me. So I have so many running all the time Mm -hmm. and it's just been amazing. There's a lot on there and I know that the, like a lot of them are free. So, you know, you don't have to pay and there's like a couple that are like paid. So you can only access them if you have a paid subscription to Zapier, but most of them don't even require to be paid. I think you can only have a certain amount if you're on the free plan though. So I think you can have like, I don't know how many you can have, probably seven to 10 maybe on the free plan. And then they're like, okay, you need to upgrade because you're using way too many apps, but most of them are free. So if you have like three to five, you should be good and not need to pay for the system unless there's like one of the ones that you need is one of the paid ones. Right. And the other thing I found is the free plan gives you, I think, 20 zaps. Oh, is it 20? Uh, I thought it was like 10. Hmm. I no, it's, it's 20 uses. Oh, okay. So like, I think they call it like transactions. But so if your zaps are firing often, Mm-hmm. You're going to have to upgrade much sooner. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I have to upgrade yet, but I don't, I only have like three on there and I don't think they trigger too, too often because it's more obscure things like, um, but yeah, no, it's a really cool service. If you're, you're finding that your systems don't automatically integrate with each other just to make it even more easier and really just streamline your business as much as possible. Yes, definitely. And I've, I'm a huge fan. I have all kinds of things. And I think the, the one thing that also is of value when you start to upgrade your plan, um, you can actually make multi-step zaps. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pretty sure you can only do one thing on the free plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Taking something but, one thing to the next, but you can't do like Take this from this to this to this to this. Yeah, this is not multi-steps at all, no. Right. So my favorite example has about five steps. And basically, if I write a blog post, then it takes it, Zapier grabs it from the RSS feed Mm -hmm. and puts it to all of my social media accounts for me, one right after the other. So... I don't even have to go in and pay somebody (laughs) to do my social media because I know as soon as I post it, it's going to go out. And you just tell it which graphic from the page you want to use and what is the headline and what is the text in the post and is there a link. And it grabs all of it from that RSS feed and makes the post for you. So it's super helpful. That saves so much time. And I can hit social media channels that I don't monitor that often Like for me, I'm not a huge Twitter person, but if I can automatically post my content to Twitter, I'm not against that. It's not costing me any time or effort Yeah, and it's increasing my presence. So that's one of the things that I found is the absolute most useful thing. 
Yeah, so. no, it's a great tool. And do you have any other ones or are those your top three? Those are my top three. And depending on the situation, um, a post scheduler, like separate from Zapier is useful. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have a Facebook group that you're running, it's probably not useful for that. Um, it's just easier to go in and make the post in real time. And Instagram doesn't really let you do it very well anyway. So, you know, you always have limitations. But yeah. those are my top – yeah, I think those are my top three. And I think the other thing, if I had to pick a fourth one, would be – well, I mean, obviously we all need a website. But I think having the shopping cart functionality going through my website automatically – um, with the auto delivery is huge. What do you use on your website? What is like the shopping cart one that you use? So I actually have my website hosted on Squarespace okay. and it's built, it's built in functionality. So I don't okay. have to have a plugin. It connects with, um, Stripe as a card processor. Okay, cool. So yeah, no, that's cool. I, I think I use WooCommerce right now. It's a free plugin and it works pretty well. It integrates with like PayPal and Stripe. So, um, you know, for the time being, it's great, but yeah, definitely. Are you using, you use WordPress? Yes. 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 Yeah. I built a WordPress site because, well, for another project that I'm working on because I wanted to compare the two so that I could really make a solid recommendation when I see people like, oh, okay, so is it Squarespace or WordPress better? Because that's one of the things that, you know, you get this, people are really strongly one camp or the other, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but to me, it's just a matter of the learning curve. Uh -huh. And I think they're equally the same. Okay. I, so you don't have like one over the other type of thing like some people? <laughs> no, right now I don't. And I'm not doing anything really complex with my website on either okay. one. But to be honest, I've gone in on my Squarespace site and been able to do things that didn't seem like you could do it at the time because people think, well, it's all just drag and drop mm -hmm. and it is. But if you can go and if you're comfortable with going to Google and um, actually just finding code snippets that are written in CSS, mm -hmm. you can do so much with your Squarespace page that it becomes almost just as customizable as, you know, if you built your site from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard great things about Squarespace. I've actually never used it before. All three of my websites are WordPress, WordPress based, but, um, you know, I've heard great things about Squarespace. I'm not one of those people like, Oh my God, you need WordPress. It's just, you know, that's what I use. And that's why I recommend it because I do use it, but I don't have an aversion to any other builders except for maybe some of the free ones because the like Wix. <laughs> that's one of them. And like, just wordpress.com instead of .org since you don't have like much plugin functionality and things like that. It just makes it not a good platform or it's like hard to monetize those .com websites, you know, because it's like in their terms and conditions, like you can't monetize this kind of thing. So, um, yeah, just those ones. I don't recommend those to people, but I think if you're on WordPress or Squarespace, either one is a good option. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you will have to pay to upgrade on your WordPress if you want the domain and everything like that. But 
Um, like I said, I built a, just a free site because I wanted to see the capabilities of what I could do. And it, so it doesn't have any plugins on it, but it seems like if you can use a word processor, then you can pretty much use the WordPress. Yeah. It's not web builder. <laughs> like whenever I switched over, I was a little confused at first, but then I just did some research and started reading and I, a lot of people make it a lot more daunting than it actually is. Like typing up the blog post is not complicated whatsoever. Maybe transferring your website from one platform to another is a little complicated. Like, cause I transferred initially from blogger to WordPress with my very first website. And that was kind of daunting because it was, you know, a full website transfer and that wasn't my forte. But, um, other than that, like once I actually got on the platform, it was pretty intuitive. Yeah, definitely. So I really think a lot of people are just afraid of, they're afraid of the technology and they're afraid to make a mistake. And mm -hmm. my advice really is, you know what, go make the mistake because if you mess it up, that's how you learn how to fix it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like nobody who knows what they're doing didn't make a mistake somewhere along the way, right? Like that's how they became an expert because they learned how to do something and go, oh, that's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> undo it and then redo it in a different way. And sometimes it takes, you know, so many tries. And as long as you're willing to learn, you know, it's just the learning curve and pick something and go with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's just the best thing. And making so. those mistakes really just helps you in the long run. Cause you know, every successful person has made mistakes along the way. There's like no one who's never made a mistake in their life. So it's just one of those things like, you just need to get over that mental block of, well, I don't want to fail. I don't want to make mistakes because you're going to, it's bound to happen. Every person makes mistakes at some point or another and it's what makes you and your business stronger. So exactly like I'm the systems magician, right? I do systems for people, you know, in their business all day long, every day. And one time <laughs> I accidentally messed up my um, business email I was messing with DNS records on my domain oh, yeah. <laughs> and I deleted the wrong one <laughs> and, then it wasn't, and I like, couldn't, it wasn't going anymore. Like you weren't getting emails, right? Right. I didn't get emails for a week until I finally <laughs> figured out. I was like, Oh my gosh, I did mess something up like a week ago. And so, Hey, we're all going to make mistakes. And actually I did have to call Google because I, my domains are hosted through um, Google domains, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to fix it. And they were super helpful. I've heard nightmares about their customer service, but I didn't have any bad time with them. So, you know, don't be afraid to call and be like, okay, I really messed this up. Can you help me fix it? Yeah. You know, and that's... <laughs> yeah, you just you need to ask for help sometimes. Um, and I use SiteGround for my WordPress site. That's like who I host with. And they are literally amazing. Like their customer service is so nice and patient. Like whenever I switched over, I like I was asking them such stupid questions and they were just so nice. And they're like super fast. Like I think I've, the longest time I waited for someone to get on live chat was like five minutes or less. Like that was like, cause they have a little queue line and they're like, okay, and right. I'll be here. And, but it's like, they're super nice, super fast and I've never had downtime. So it's just been a really great experience. And like, don't be scared to contact those support people. Cause you know, I might be on the other side of it. <laughs> might be on the other side. Like it's, it's not going to be an evil person. Like, you know, you have to be pretty nice to be able to maintain a support job because obviously you would get fired if you were being a jerk to everyone that came. Oh, definitely. 
<laughs> so, Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, um, just as a point of reference, not saying this is better or worse, but with Squarespace, you don't have to have a separate host site. Yeah, yeah. That, that and so that's one consideration I just want to put out there and say it's not necessarily a benefit because I think ultimately it's a little bit more expensive. Um, I don't know all the costs. I'm sure it depends on who you're hosting with and many other factors. But if you want to do it all in one place, Squarespace is probably where you want to go because you don't have to go find, you know, okay, I'm building it on WordPress and hosting it over here and my domain is in a third place and somehow they all have to connect you know, which really ultimately is not that hard, but if technology overwhelms you, yeah, for sure. If you don't try to dig into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of went for it, even though I'm not like, I've gotten a lot more technical, technologically savvy over the past three years, just because I've had to, um, as a business owner. But yeah, if you're not technologically savvy, like Squarespace is a good place to go because you're not trying to connect three different things, um, in, you know, in hopes that it works. <laughs> Right. And you don't need Zapier to run your Squarespace. <laughs> no, no, you do not. <laughs> anyway, so how much time would you say that automation saves you every week? Like how many hours of your life do you get back because you have these awesome systems in place? Oh my gosh. I save so many hours. I think in a typical week, I work on my business less than 20 hours. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> do you do client work or is it just products? I do both. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, so, but I mean, client work, obviously if I'm setting up a system, I'm not counting that in the time savings of automation because okay. you can't, you can't save that time. No, um, <laughs> but all of my follow up and all of my lead gen and okay. yeah, all of that stuff. Wow. How do you do client work in 20 hours? A week? No, no. Um, when you're setting up a system again, remember that takes the time up front. And there. so that's what I help a lot of my clients with is getting that initial setup done. Yeah, for sure. Because it takes all the time. And then once it's implemented, then you save that person X amount of hours per week. Right. So it all goes full circle. Yeah. No, 20 hours a week or less than 20 hours a week is not bad at all, considering a lot of people are sitting there trying to figure out their systems and processes in addition to all the other things and their systems and processes are taking like all day because they don't have anything efficient. So they're just like, hold on, let me type this response that I've typed 700 times, but I don't have a system for it yet. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing. Um, that's one of the things that I really do help my clients with is like, I sit down with them and say, okay, tell me what you're doing and let's fix this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have, I have three things. It's automate, delegate, or eliminate. And yeah. Oh, sorry. Do we have a truck again? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if almost everything that you do that's not you directly interfacing with your clients can be one of those three things. Yeah, for sure. Um, and in, so... In the last episode of this podcast with the guest, I spoke about with her about delegation. So it kind of does go hand in hand. Like once you have those things that you can automate then there are things that, you know, not, not necessarily can be 100% automated. So then you kind of hand that off to other people to either set it up for you 
so you can do it or just completely just get it off your shoulders. Like if you need a VA or something like that to do, you know, those tasks that can't necessarily be a hundred percent automated, but you don't want to do them anymore. Right. Like moderating your Facebook group. Yeah. You probably (laughs) don't have time to be online, you know, six hours a day, making sure people are posting appropriately and, you know, that's a good thing to delegate because that has to be a manual process. I don't believe there's any way to automate moderation. I wish there was, but <laughs> so far nobody's invented that yet. So there's a million dollar idea for someone to take and run with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be a crazy day if that ever came into play. I'd be like, okay, what is the point of humans anymore? <laughs> right. Right. That would be really crazy. Because, yeah, my Facebook group, I'm, like, checking in every day just to kind of make sure everyone's posting properly. And then I, I you know, head out because I have most of the stuff already scheduled in there. Um, and I just make a quick appearance. Okay, everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Peace. Because, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. So. It is. And until you're at a point where your revenue is, you know, six to seven figures, it's not always realistic to hire things like that out yeah like that's not something that is super crucial to your business I think there are things that I would choose prior to that to to hire out over that you know like there's just things that I would prioritize higher than that as a um something that I want to hire out oh yeah things you want to delegate so (laughs) you have sometimes you have to let go of the control difficult I've in like because your business is your baby I talked about this with the girl in the last episode and your business is your baby and no one is going to love it as much as you do but you know there are people who are still going to take care of it good enough like not to the point where you're taking care of it because obviously no one is going to treat it like that but just like enough that you see that they care and they're putting in the effort that is you know necessary to help you exactly I actually wrote out an analogy almost exactly that this morning um, about delegating and talking about your business is your baby, right? Mm -hmm. And babies grow up. (laughs) And at some point you have to send the baby to school and you can't watch it all day long, but you've already created the vision. You've given them the, the framework. They know what they're supposed to do, but you have to let them go do their thing. And that's what delegation is. I like that. And like, like we mentioned, it's definitely hard to let go, especially because, you know, you built this thing, but you get to a point where you're not going to advance in your business anymore if you don't, because you're going to be stuck, you know, working on those tasks that aren't necessarily bringing you in money, but they need to be done. So you need to kind of just be able to finally release and let go and just get over those mental blocks of hiring out. Right. Exactly. So another question, what's your number one tip for people who want to experience more time freedom in their business and just don't know where to begin? Like, what would you do? What, what kind of advice would you give them? I would say download my, download my free guide. (laughs) Um, but basically what you need to do is decide what you need to be doing and schedule those things into your calendar first. Yeah. And it's such a basic concept, but it's the number one thing that I find is the issue. When people are like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't have time for anything and da-da-da-da-da. And you're like, okay, well, what do you do all day? 
and they're like, oh, well, I'm over here and I'm over here and I'm over here. And I'm like, <laughs> well, what is your goal? Like, what are you trying to do? And they're like, well, I really want to run my business. And I'm like, okay, well, how many people did you call today? How many times did you reach out and contact someone? And they're like, well, I didn't, I didn't have time because blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> See, we have an issue here, <laughs> but when you're working with people, you know, sometimes you just have to be that tough love cheerleader. That's like, I'm going to tell you how it is, but then I'm going to be here to be like, you did it. Woo-hoo! <laughs> First you got to be a little strict and then you, then you're supportive. Exactly. But getting control of your calendar is like the number one place to start. Yeah. I think because really important and kind of just figuring out where you spend your time. Like, you know, not necessarily like tracking your time. Cause that's a little like, you know, um, nine to five status and kind of restricting, but just kind of figuring out where you spend your most time. And if it's something that you can get off your plate, like, cause I know when I first started my business, I was spending a lot of time with like outreach and things like that. And now I'm to the point where I'm getting referrals. So I don't really have to do that as much, but that was something that was like, it was good for my business cause it was helping. But at the same time, it was so time consuming that it didn't have that much time to work on my client stuff because I was too busy trying to get more clients. So it was just like, one of those things that I need to be like, okay, yes, I do need to still do this outreach, but I need to make it take up less of my time. Right. Instead of spending three hours on it, maybe I need to spend 45 minutes. Yeah. And just kind of making everything more efficient so that when I'm doing it, I'm, you know, I have some kind of template to follow. So I'm not completely like reinventing the wheel every time, but I'm still like tailoring my, you know, responses and things to that individual person. Exactly. See, automating your template. <laughs> exactly. Automation comes into play. And a lot of people are scared of it. Like they think it makes you like, I've seen so many things because I am as a social media manager, I help people and I automate their stuff on social media for them and kind of make things easier, put those systems into play. Um, and a lot of people are like, but isn't that like inauthentic? I'm like, no, dude, like you're, you're put, you're leaving so much on the table if you're not it, like automating your stuff really right I mean at some point you typed up that message that you're sending out on social media so it doesn't make it inauthentic it's just because you're not doing it in the moment doesn't mean that it's not authentic right you yeah. can sit on Sunday and write five posts for the week and there's nothing inauthentic about then posting one on Monday one on Tuesday one on Wednesday one on Thursday and one on Friday you exactly. still wrote it maximizing your time <laughs> exactly <people> so <laughs> No, they don't. And they feel like it's fake, but it's not. And no. if you sit down and you really want to know why you're not getting anything done, then I would challenge you to take a piece of paper all day with you and like every half hour, write down what you spent the majority of that half an hour doing. Yeah. And almost every time, by the time you get to the end of the day, you're like, wow, that is not at all what I started my day to do. Yeah. Like, cause you know, people end up writing down, oh, spent 30 minutes in Facebook groups three times today in just that one day. And like, well, that could be beneficial cause it could get you more clients. It's still not like a good use of your time. You know, if you're going to be in Facebook groups, make it 30 minutes of your day, not two or three periods of 30 minutes, you know? So Right. Especially if you still haven't finished your lead magnet and you still haven't finished writing your nurture sequence and you still haven't finished actually putting together the course that you've been going to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or like if you have client work waiting and you're still, and you're looking for more clients, it's like, okay, finish your current stuff first before trying to add more onto your plate, even though you might need more money. Um, you know, if you're, 
putting your regular client work on the back burner to look for more clients, like maybe mix that up, do your client work and then go look for more clients. Like once you right. I'm more to your plate. Right. You want to maintain those client relationships. And if you're not delivering the work that they hired you to do on time, they're probably not going to refer you on to somebody else. Yeah. Or they're going to cancel their contract and then, then you're stuck looking for someone else, which you were already doing anyway, but you should have been nurturing that relationship and putting more time and effort into that so that they stick around. And then once you are, you know, on a comfortable basis and you're, you know, able to deliver with that person over and over again, then kind of start expanding or, you know, make the, the nighttime your time that you're looking for clients instead of the day when you're usually doing client work. You just need to kind of mix things up a bit so that the things that need to be done are getting done. So you're not spending all day working, even though you're not really accomplishing that much. Right. <laughs> so, I completely agree. <laughs> now that I'm off my soapbox, let's dive into the three questions that I ask every person that comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? So for me to be an entrepreneur, it means a lot. Um, basically, it means I get to make an impact. I get to do what I want when I want to do it. Most of the time, there are still things you have to do, but um, it gives me the freedom to be where my kids need me so that I can volunteer at the school and I can go on field trips and get them to all of their activities because I'm not commuting for an hour to work and an hour home every day. I have, I'm thoroughly happy with my zero commute, right? Yeah, I work sure. from home. And um, so being an entrepreneur to me means freedom. Yeah. And my, that's actually probably also my favorite part, <laughs> if I think about it. But um, you know what? The other piece that I really enjoy that might even – like beat out the freedom is when I'm working with a client and I actually can see the moment when they all of a sudden understand that what I'm doing is helping them and like the possibilities that it's bringing them. There's like a certain look of like this, Oh my gosh and pure hope and like relief all in one. And that look on a client's face is priceless. Yeah. I think that's really great too. You're like, cause not only are they realizing it, but it's giving you that extra validation. Like, okay, yeah, I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. I'm doing good things for people. I'm helping people, that kind of thing. It's just like that extra validation. Like I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. Right. And I am having the impact that I wanted to have and helping to change the world one person exactly. at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sometimes those moments are like so good because usually sometimes I feel like for me personally, they, they come at a time where I need them the most. Like I'm feeling I'm having down week in my business. Like things aren't going as well as I wanted them to, I, you know, I'm not like something happened. And then I get one message from a client that's like, I'm like really loving what you're doing. Thank you so much for all that you've done for me. It's been a huge help and you took a weight off my shoulders, things like that. And it's like, okay, now I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, yeah, I had a crappy week, but this one comment turned it around completely. Right, exactly. Or somebody randomly that you don't know posts on something that you posted somewhere like, oh my gosh, this just made my day. Yes. It's just like those little things that really help. And I feel like as owning your own business, like those things mean so much more to us than they would necessarily someone that's just working a corporate job because 
you know, we're actually making that impact in those little tiny comments can just turn our entire day around. And like, that's not really always the case for people who aren't putting their heart and their soul into a business. Right. Having a corporate job doesn't give you ownership of that company. You have to subscribe to the mission and the vision of that company in order to be effective at your corporate job. Mm -hmm. But you still ultimately don't own anything and that job could go away tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's just like one of those things, like you can be proud of what you do, but it's like you don't have any impact on a higher level unless you're like the CEO or something. Right. Yeah. And so. most of us in corporate life are not executive level. No. <laughs> or we'd probably stay there, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so we kind of already touched on this earlier, but like if you had to pick one tool that you use in your business, like which one would you choose? Like you couldn't use any other tool. Which one would you be like, I need this and I can't live without it? Mm, one tool. Hmm. I would probably say, well, does it need to be a software tool? No, it doesn't. It can be anything okay. that you're like, I just need it. Okay. I would have to say my smartphone. <laughs> okay. hey, that's, that's good because it's all encompassing. <laughs> because literally when I'm at one of my kids' activities, I can run my whole business from my phone. It's harder to create content and things on the phone, but all the day-to-day stuff, you know, answering emails or, you know, connecting with someone, all the social media, it's all there and it's all on my phone and, you know, even the banking, like everything is there. Yeah, no, seriously. So I'm like, that's probably my favorite tool. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's not a bad one at all. Like that's, that surprisingly no one's actually said that as an answer it's usually like a software or like a planner or something like that but that's a good one because you know it's it's all encompassing you don't have to just pick oh I just want to use this one thing it's like okay if you have your phone then you have access to everything right and you know to be honest that's often a criteria that I have for a software is like does this have an app yeah or do I have to sit in my web browser on my laptop to whatever, do whatever the function is? Yeah. Because sure. um, if I can't do it fully remote from my cell phone with my cell phone data, right? If there's not Wi-Fi, like if I can't manage whatever it is that I'm trying to do, it's not that helpful to me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, of course, there are things that don't have apps. Like I know ConvertKit doesn't have like a phone app or anything, but you're not going to be trying to write emails on the fly either like that, like those kind of emails. Like, yeah, you're right. That falls under more into like, (laughs) yeah, that's like the content creation piece where I'm like, I really need my keyboard to write this email because it would take me like eight hours to type out the whole thing with my thumbs. (laughs) Like formatted properly and stuff. It just would not be a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can log into the web browser and you know check on your subscribers or look at something that's going on you know but actual like creating content is just not a good time (laughs) right yeah no (laughs) and then lastly who is your go-to business resource just someone that you feel is like really inspirational and has like kind of just made your business journey easier by providing you with rates um tips and tricks to kind of just help you with your business Wow, that's a good question. Um, I'd have to say that one of my, there's not really just one person, I'm going to clarify. There's not just one person. I've had a number of different coaches for different reasons because Mm -hmm. 
all coaches have a specialty, right? Yeah. And so whatever I needed at that particular point in my journey is why I would have hired that particular person. Um, but what I really do find the most value in, in my day to day business and keeping me uplifted and things like that is really my networking groups. The ones that we meet in person. Yeah. I think those are really, really important because we, yeah. I mean, one of the groups that I am in, cause I, um, I am a member of like two different, I don't want to say meetup groups because they're more than that, but they're like networking um, groups. And one of them does virtual coffee every Thursday morning. And so we all just jump online from wherever we're at and we all get together, Mm -hmm. you know? And so these are people that I've met at live events as well. And so it makes it so much more real and you're more connected to those people. And when I go to um, one of the live events and you start talking to people, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, oh man, I am really struggling with finding somebody to do blah, blah, blah. And then somebody peeks over your shoulder. They're like, hey, I just did that. I used so-and-so. And, you know, it's those invaluable little tiny pieces of information that you're able to get from those in-person connections that just, it's so valuable. And if you're not part of a networking group, you should be part of one. Yeah. Even if you're, especially if you're a solopreneur and you work from home. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're going to go stir crazy. Cause you're not like the only people we're talking to every day is your clients. And like, that is not going to be beneficial for you long-term. I know before I joined like a mastermind, it's, it's an online mastermind. So we don't meet in person cause we don't live in the same city or anything, but it's still nice to talk to those women because um, I'm not like my, I, my husband used to come home from work and I would talk his ear off because I hadn't talked to anyone other than the dog all day. So yep. it was like, okay, I need to stop doing that. Cause he's already talked all day and he's not like, not that he doesn't want to talk to me, but it's just like one of those things. Like, he's just like, okay, I need to decompress and not yep. have you talking my ear off. So yeah, like having, like, even if it's just online, in person, whatever, just having a group of people that you can talk to every day, just, or not every day, but you know, a couple times a week really helps you kind of be able to get those things off your chest. And so that you get that accountability and then you also get that, um, connection that you would get at like a typical nine to five, um, at least once or twice a week so that you, you know, you're getting that, FaceTime or, you know, even if it's face-to-face on the computer, you're just able to connect with people who are at similar parts in their business journey as you are, or even more advanced, just people who get it, you know? Yeah, because it's different. The people that are working as an entrepreneur in their own business have a completely different mindset and a different understanding of how the world actually works. And you need to be around that because if the only people you're around all the time are people in a corporate setting, they don't understand why you want to do what you're doing. Yeah. And they're always trying to talk you out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or they don't <laughs> think like you'll have a bad day and you want to talk about it and they don't necessarily understand because they, they don't have, they have bad days, but they don't have like, they don't, cl- clients have never fired them before. They've never been like, you know, a client had to downgrade services because it was too expensive or something. They never had that thing happen because 
they don't, you know, they don't hire people directly or they don't get hired by people directly, I guess I should say. So it's, they don't have that same kind of feeling They're you know, they kind of, they feel bad for you, but they, they've never actually felt that feeling before. It's like heart wrenching. Cause you're like, you're working towards this goal and you know, like someone had to, you know, downgrade services and they still want to work with you, but they, you know, something came up and it's just, you have to make things happen in a short amount of time versus, you know, them at their nine to five, they don't have that same experience because if they lose a client, the company loses a client, like that's not going to impact them personally. Right. Right. They very rarely actually have their whole lives riding on those clients. Yeah, exactly. So So, yeah, it's definitely, it's crazy. Like, it's just like, I've had that happen before and I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? And of course you just have to put it on your big girl pants and, you know, go out there and find another client or find, um, you know, someone to buy your product or service or anything like that, just to replace that income. But it's just like one of those things that you don't experience in a typical corporate setting job. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, where can we find you online? So like, tell us your website and like the social media channels that you hang out on the most and things like that. And I'll link everything in the show notes for everyone to check out. Sure. That would be great. So you can find me on my website. As I mentioned, it's on Squarespace. So if you're looking to see a site specifically on Squarespace, you can check mine out. It is www.thejessicahanson with an E dot com. And that's my website. You can, there's free downloads. I have all kinds of um, eBooks and course materials on there as well. If you're interested in seeing a little bit more about what I do for my clients and not really in my life, but if you want to see what I do in my life, you can find (laughs) me on Facebook. (laughs) Um, So I am, my business page is just the systems magician. Okay. So facebook.com slash the systems magician. And I am Jessica Hansen. Like that is my personal profile. And so I look like my picture actually. And (laughs) oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. My phone is ringing. That never rings. Look at that. Um, (laughs) First we started off with trucks and (laughs) we're going to end with the phone ringing. It happens. It's life. But yeah, Um, I will make sure to link everything down in the show notes so you guys can check out. I'll link some of her free resources as well so that you guys can kind of get in on those if you're interested and all that stuff. It was so nice talking to you, Jessica. I really enjoyed chatting about systems and automation with you. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you so much for having me today. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details for this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode 42. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.